Hi, this is Pastor Terrell from Living Marriages Ministries. Marriage, wow. This forum is dedicated to married life, a great alternative to counseling. Come join us as we discuss everything about marriage. The real talk, not the covered up stuff. So we want you to enjoy this broadcast and get back to us. Let us know what you think about it. So our very first one is a pre-recording of our testimony, just so you can know who we are and what we're about as we move forward with this podcast from Living Marriages Ministries. Hello, everybody. I'm Gerard. And I'm Carol. We're from Living Marriages Ministries, where two hearts are beating as one. This is a special day today, and we thought we would bring this little insight about the Terrells. Uh, we met 39 years ago today. Uh, pretty funny. We were in church, but church wasn't in us all the way. And so we met at a club on a Sunday. We went to church. church that morning. Yeah, we did go to church. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. Yep. Two different churches. Yeah, never saw each, each other. <laughs> but um, I'm not, I'm not going to name the club because uh, most of you will be familiar with it. So I'm not going to mention that. But I will say that this night, uh, Carol spent a lot of time at this particular club. And I did too. It was on the south side of Chicago. And we spent a lot of time, never saw each other. But then this one night, uh, I was dancing with some other girl and I heard this big laugh and I automatically turned and looked towards that sound where that laugh was coming from and then uh, and I know she's about dying ready to try to give her a little version so I'm gonna hold off for a minute just so you can hear her uh, I was at the club with my cousin and we were sitting at the table and this guy was flirting with me, but he was talking about his girlfriend. So then he walked over to the table and come to find out my cousin knew him. So she introduced us to each other. In the meantime, he left the girl that he was dancing with up on the stage. Well, she got cleaner than I thought. So, uh, <laughs> so that laugh, that laugh, that's what caught my attention. And when I looked over, I saw these big pretty eyes and, and that big smile. So the girl that I was with, I left her standing on the stage and came over to talk with her for a little bit. And uh, from that point on, she claimed she gave me the wrong phone I number. I did, because uh, I never gave out my real phone number. I always changed the last number. Uh, not this time. <laughs> yes, I did. So, uh, <laughs> so we went, you know, I called her a few days later and we got together. Now, mind you, uh, Carol was in her prior marriage, uh, was an abusive marriage. Yeah, it was for seven years. So I wasn't ready to be in a rela- I was in a relationship, but I was getting ready to break up with him because he was a clown. So, so me and my cousin went out to party to celebrate. That's how we ended up there that night. Yeah, she didn't mention about. No, I, I won't even tell you that one <laughs> about the bus thing. I think you better not. Oh, yeah. I want you going no. to jail. <laughs> We won't talk about that one. But um, so from that point, uh, you know, she was praying for 
somebody that was going to be nice and take care of her. And love my kids as their own and love God first. That's what I was looking for. But I didn't know he was going to answer it like that. So you never know how God is going to bless when you ask for something. Be careful. And so with, with me, um, early on, you know, I was dealing with alcohol and drugs and all that stuff. And I had just got out of a relationship with a man that was drinking. So, And so God cleaned me up just prior to being with her. And by the way, it's been 38 years that I've had any drink or drugs now. When God cleaned me, he cleaned me well uh, from drinking all day, every day. So when you line your life up with God and you just let him have your his way with you, he'll make the change. You know, I didn't have to go through a lot of headaches and all of that. When he cleaned me, he cleaned me and I haven't looked back. Now, I will say that from time to time when things get kind of tough, get kind of hard, first thing the devil would do is say, why don't you just take a drink? You'll be okay. Two things are stopping me. One, God. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> she would kill me if I started back to drinking. So I have that incentive, extra incentive to not do it. But you know, so, uh, so now that's, I mean, we've met, it's been 39 years, we've been married 38 years. And I asked him a question, do he hit women? I said, because the next one, man, that hit me, I'm going to kill him. And he told me no, so we good. <laughs> that's another fear I had to have. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but you know, it, we got together, uh, she had the two beautiful kids that uh, we hit it off very well. So having that blended family was uh, a whole new dynamic for us. Right. Larry was nine, LaShonda was seven, and he didn't have any kids. And so coming right in to our ready-made family, uh, we had folks all around us saying that we weren't going to make it. They thought she was pregnant, <laughs> the only reason why we were getting married. But you know, it's something about when God preordains set up something according to his will and his purpose for your life things happen and you know we've we've been changing lives ever since uh, you know we, we always wanted to do things just individually and so he put us together we've had so many great um, what word am I looking for that great testimonies or uh, you know how God has just done so much with us uh, by putting us together that you know we, we had our hard times we, we had those moments where whew, we wanted to kill, kill each other uh, you know me hadn't been married before so I figured hey we Christians uh, we're going to have the perfect marriage. We're not going to go through all that stuff we see other couples going through. And in the meanwhile, she's laughing and looking at me like, yeah, right. You know. Because um, uh, he thought it was going to be a fairy tale. But it's like, when he met me, I was messed up. <laughs> this little kind, gentle spirit. And being with me, loud and wild and defensive. So, yeah, we had a couple rough times. <laughs> Yeah, because she was a tomboy, number one. Uh, she used to cuss me out like a sailor. Oh, oh. You know, so uh, that was... And then me, I'm that nice, soft, quiet, calm Until he got person. mad, punching holes in walls and carrying off. Yeah, I did have a slight problem with like, anger. just don't hit me. <laughs> yeah, the anger problem was bad. Um, 
What stopped me from that, I caught a two by four. <laughs> Normally when I hit the wall, it go right through. Caught that stud, fractured my hand a little bit, and that, that pretty much stopped that. that. <laughs> you know, and not to mention I had to make the repairs. That was something she would always say. Like, you done punched a hole, now you got to fix it. <laughs> so, that stopped that. I haven't punched a hole in, I don't know. Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah, about 30 plus years now, so that's been pretty good. But, you know, we it wasn't easy. Uh, you know, a lot of people say they, they love our marriage, they want to you know, have their marriage like ours. And my question is, do you want to go through the struggle we through, right. that we went through to get to where we are now? I mean, we we, we had it. I mean, I won't say it's, it was just super bad, but... Um, struggles like any marriage. Yeah. Just the difference is we figured out a way to work it. It took us nine years to do it. Because uh, that ninth year, we got into it. She jumped in the car and left. Uh, while she was gone, I'm packing up my clothes and I'm fussing. I'm going to be out of here when she get back. I don't have to take this, you know. And I drove past my mother's house. I'm like, I'm not going there. And so then I got mad at God and I was like, and it's your fault because I don't have anywhere to go. So I got to go back home. <laughs> and in the meantime, I'm like, where I'm going to go. I'm, I'm not going back home. You know, I'm too old for that. And it's like... Um, so when she came back home, uh, we agreed to listen to each other because that, that was one of our problems. We, um, we listen at and, you know, we see couples and we, we've counseled thousands of couples over the years. And one of the main problems is they didn't listen to each other. And so we listened. We, we, we got to the point we, we agreed that we would hear each other out instead of talking at each other and then we were able to make it to where we are today okay let me go back a little bit so in the process of getting ready to get married i found out he was younger than i was <laughs> <laughs> so it was like okay so i'm thinking he around somewhere around my age because we're in the same club so but then after it's like oh well done i'm in love with the man now it don't even matter so we had to go back to that that part right there. So it can't work. You know, no, didn't nobody call me no cougar but him. <laughs> I didn't call her a cougar until later. Yeah, until later. Because yeah, if he had to do it up front, that would have been it. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, and my kids loved him. I didn't let him see them for three months, you know, because I wanted to make sure that this relationship was going to work. And I didn't want to bring my kids in and out of the relationship because of the the marriage was bad and abusive, so I didn't want them to get into nothing else that wasn't gonna last. You know, men coming in and out of their lives. So then when they did meet him, I asked them, did they like him? Because it was very important to me that my kids liked him if he was gonna be around us, and they told me yes. So that's why we stayed together too. Here we are, I'm still dead. You know, that's, that's an awesome thing. Uh, you know, so, and I would tell you, you're going to go through struggles. I mean, it's you're going to have the headaches. You're going to have the ups and downs. But and you it, can't run every time something happens. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to run. It's easy. Um, you know, but if you put the time in that It'll you work. you dedicate, it's it, it, love is, let me get this right. Love is not the feeling, but it's the dedication to the love. You know, so I made a commitment that 
I'm going to give her whatever she needs. I'm going to be there for her through thick or thin. And, and that's what we say in our vows, you, you know, uh, that through sickness and health, rich or poor, that you're going to be there with each other. You're making that commitment. And when, when we do different weddings and so on, one of the things that I, you know, scripture says that let no man put asunder. And so I make that that charge not only to the couple, but I make it to the audience as well, because it's not just talking about each other, Tana, but it's those that you get involved in your relationship, your family, your job, your friends, you know, you're getting all of them involved in things and they can separate you. You know, your unsaved friends or your unmarried friends, they can't see things the way God sees it. And so we have to just, when we make that commitment, that's saying that we're not even supposed to get in the way what God has done. And we never use the divorce word. We don't throw that word away. I don't think we've ever said that. No. Might have thought it. Yeah, we might have thought it, but we didn't say it. No. <laughs> Now, you know, I, I believe in that commitment. Uh, you know, you, you grow up seeing couples fighting and, you know, things like that. Um, you know, I my dad wasn't at home. Her parents were at home. So we had that dynamics. Uh, and then having the kids, um, that blended family was something that I had to get used to, um, which, thank God, it, it, it went well. I mean, you know. And then, then later, uh, we have always talked about if we wanted another kid, we would see about adopting, you know. So uh, one day we set up, we talked. Uh, three months later, we had a three-week-old baby. Oh, we got to tell the, the right story, though. We went to a, a conference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was a pastor from Africa, uh, a prophet from Africa that had came in. And he called us up and he, he said, how many children do you have? And I said, two. He said, two boys and a girl. And I was like, no, a boy and a girl. He said, two boys and a girl. I was like, no. He said, I know what I see. Okay, whatever. <laughs> then the next night, uh, same thing. Another pastor. Another comes up. From another country. <laughs> and same thing. It said, um, how many kids you got? Two. <laughs> we were done. You know, we, we we're fine. And then from there, he say, uh, "It's two boys." No, it's a he boy say, and a girl. And he's, I, I see two boys. We just and wait a we was holding hands, and we, was, you know, because he was pro prophesying, so we had our head down. And he said, two boys and a girl." And we looked up at him. He was like, "I know what I see." <laughs> <laughs> so we put that puppy on the ship. Yes, we did. You know, like it ain't finna happen here. We got involved with the uh, children's ministry. We figured the kids there would that'll be our extra kids. I had we had yeah. a grandbaby coming, so we figured yeah. that was gonna be a boy because he kept saying that you're gonna minister from the cradle to the grave. Oh uh, yeah. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> so then he wakes up one morning. He say. Remember when we said we was going to adopt? I'm like, yeah, we've been married 16 years by this time. Right, right. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like, for real? Mind you, we had one, two, two grandkids already, and one was on the way. <laughs> so we uh, we did. Uh, we, we called a couple of places. We called the cradle. 
Uh, now, mind you, that was in the prophecy. Now, the tapes, we put those up on the shelf, put them away. After we went through this adoption, she pulled out those tapes to re-listen to the Because I prophecy. kept hearing that, that word, the cradle. I was like, where have I heard that word from? And that's when I there. pulled the tapes out and they said, you're going to minister from the cradle to the grave. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And they said our adoption was the quickest adoption in the history of the cradle. Yeah, it was the history. I guess God said, let me hurry up and do this. She's going to change her mind. <laughs> so it was a private agency and President Clinton signed this black adoption bill which meant that we didn't have to pay anything that DCF paid for everything. And he went into the system name, name only, only and he came physically. home. They kept him for us because we had planned a trip to go to Hawaii. And so they called and told us that because we had to go visit him so he could get used to us. And so they told us the week before we get ready to go to Hawaii that we could come pick up the baby. And I'm like, I'm not taking no baby to Hawaii with me. He was like, how come? Are you kidding me? So I said, either y'all keep him till we get back or you can keep him. (laughs) So they kept him till we came back. Spoiled and rotten. Yes, because he was the only boy there. Yeah. But, you know, he's uh, going on 23. He'll be 23 coming up. So... We did our part, you know, God wanted us to sow into that child's life. That's what we did. And it was a blessing because we didn't have to buy him nothing for, for seven, seven years. years. Not, Not a even day. a pair of shoes because we had a church at the time. So everybody, they bought, they gave us a baby shower and everything. That was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> One day I'll find the pictures of them on, on the website. So we didn't have to buy him nothing, not a crib, nothing for seven years. Yeah, so that's our three. And now, we're empty nesters. Yes, we are. We are enjoying ourselves, uh, doing whatever. And one of the things that God told us to do is to change lives, change marriages, reach as many couples as we can. And so that's our plan. That's what we're looking at now. Uh, And so we're going to be bringing a lot more teachings uh, on different subjects. Uh, We're going to have one that's going to be coming up soon, talking about what husbands wish their wives knew about them. Uh, we're doing a class on it right now. I think it's been a, it's been a, a, blessing. a blessing, you know, so far. So, but that's our plan is to start doing a lot more things, changing lives, uh, and just doing what God has called us to do. So we're to take this time as empty nesters, one to draw closer to each other, uh, but also to do His work. Right. I know we got to go back. We got six, seven, eight grandkids and two great grandkids. Can you believe it? A family of four, and this is what we ended up with so far. <laughs> Godly. Yeah, so um, so your marriage, it can make it. You know, and, and one of the things that we, we say now is uh, we've been there. We can help you through those situations. You know, God has given us uh, a plan. Uh, you know, so it's not only just the teaching that we give. It's our testimony. How God has brought us through the ups and downs. Uh, And then we sow that into your life. Uh, You know, mentoring, coaching you, helping you get to where you need to be. Uh, There's nothing too hard for God. To you, it may look like it's difficult. You you just can't make it. But I'm going to tell you. Hold on. Let me get a little closer. No matter what you're going through, God can bring you out of it. 
There's no my situation. My parents were married for 70, 70 years before they passed. And here we are. I, you know, I don't know, God may come before that 70 and get here, <laughs> but we're here. But, but look at me. You can make it. No matter what's happening, God will bring you through every situation. You just have to trust him. Don't quit. Don't quit. Because the thing, if you quit and you haven't got the thing settled, you're going to take all of that into the next relationship. So you might as well deal with it in that one. Yeah. Yeah. So get ready. Get ready. I mean, you know, we're we're not considering ourselves as uh, the doctors of marriage or anything like that. But I will tell you this. That we have the recipe that God has given that will change your life. If you work it. That's all. Put it together. Listen to each other. Understand what's being said. Repeat back. What you heard. What you heard. Because it might be... you. I could say something and he could hear something different. But if he repeat back what he thought I said, then that would be my time to make the correction. Instead of him assume, uh, me assuming that he heard what I said. And it's not easy. Because yeah. sometimes you. it's like, really? Is that what you actually heard? <laughs> It's, you know, this road, it, it's it's a tough road, but I'm going to tell you, it's a rewarding road when you get there. And then once you stay in the marriage and you've been in it for so long, you look back on those little incidents and you can laugh at them because it really wasn't that serious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just two selfish people and somebody wanted to have their way. And because you couldn't have your way, that's why the argument ensued. <laughs> so... Uh, I think that's about it about us. I think, um, you know, we just wanted to share this with you. Um, God has blessed us where we have what we consider as our little studio to be able to uh, talk with you. So we're going to do some new things. We're going to let you know some other blessings God has done with us. Uh, and then we're looking forward to coming and talking with you right where you are. Uh, so find us uh, at... Living marriages, every across the board at Living Marriages, and that'll take you through any social network to hunt us down. So we're looking forward to it. This is an awesome, awesome time. We love talking to you. Uh, we love each other. And wow, can you imagine? It's been 39 years since we met, and <laughs> folks said we weren't going to make it past two years. Yep. And here it is, 39. Still no baby in the belly. <laughs> <laughs> so God is just awesome, you know, and, and we're thankful for those that have been in our lives over the years, uh, you know, just uh, sowing into, into our lives and just being a blessing to us. So we're looking forward to taking what God has given us to give to you so you can give it to someone else. So, hey, I think that's it. Uh, we might even have a couple of bloopers uh, <laughs> pop on there and let you see those a little bit later too. But again, this is Gerard and Carol from Living Marriages Ministries, and we're thanking God for just being here. Now, Father, I thank you for every couple that's seeing this right now, that you would do new things in their lives, that you will break the stronghold over their hearts that you would break down the hearts of stone and cause a heart of flesh to come forth. Satan, I bind the assignment you've placed over the married couples. I declare across the world that God is gonna do a new thing, that they will see you, they'll see the mystery 
in their relationship with their relationship with you and each other. So we're getting ready for what you want. We thank you, God. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And remember, two hearts beating as one. Thank God for you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.